Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Nobody's Listening to This Music Podcast Podcast. I'm Andrew. And I'm Eric. And today... We're talking about being as an ocean. You know, I'm almost surprised it hasn't happened I'm going to just say being as an ocean, because I feel like we're just going to talk about it in whole. Yeah, probably, basically, right? Or at least half. Yeah. At least talk about them in a half. Yeah, I remember. I don't. I think I found them before this whole record came out. Okay. I think singles were still trickling out for it, and they had. Like, I believe it. They had like a four-song kind of like demo thing out with a couple of the songs on this. Uh huh. One of the big standout things to me at the time was like why does this sound like it was produced like a metalcore record but not a metalcore record yeah yeah okay so one of the things that i wanted to talk about just right off the bat is this um the production on this first song is pretty different from the rest of the album i think but then i also think the production throughout the album kind of like switches up here and there yeah like varies a little bit but one of yeah. the main things is that the drums are always programmed. Okay. I was th- I was wondering that. Yeah. There's like one song where there was like a lot of like kick happening and I was like, this sounds triggered. Yeah, you can also tell on the snare rolls. Yeah. Like in the the Dear God song, second song. Mm-hmm. There's like a snare part where it's like da 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 where it's yeah. it's like quiet. You can tell immediately there that the it's either played on an electric kit or uh-huh. all programmed. Yeah. I wonder. And I think this was the first band I ever heard that was doing I know bands were doing it before, but the first band I was into that was doing the spoken word parts. Yeah, 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 totally. Dude, that's funny. I'm Michael Jordan, this guy's head. What? <laughs> what? At, he's bald. Okay. At um Warp Tour, I fucking his head. Oh yeah. He was in the crowd. <laughs> he was in the crowd running around screaming at everybody. Uh-huh. And I fucking Michael Jordan, his head. I don't know what that reference you're making is, but that's funny. <laughs> is that a Vine thing or something? I think maybe it's a Vine thing, but <laughs> it's called Michael Jordaning. You grab bald people's heads and say, Michael Jordan. Okay, because Michael Jordan's bald. Well, I think it's because Michael Jordan would always palm a ball. Oh, oh, oh okay. <laughs> so it's like you're palming their head. Gotcha. Almost like Kobe, but Michael Jordan. Right. Yeah, dear God, this song, the beginning of this, just the the pretty guitar kind of like, right, p- picking notes in a chord, but then the drums are, yeah, this, and then just like the chorus yelling, yeah, yeah, and the guitar stays the same. This is just like peak like sad core. I think we would call it at the time. Emotive I'm not hardcore entirely sure what to call what, it. Uh, I think I think they like emotive hardcore. These guys, or I don't know about these guys, but you know, okay. these types. 
I think that's what Frank said uh, when yeah, he played it. This an is such a This is such a weird era of music. Yeah, really I, specific. It makes me just think of like all about. When I said I liked these guys to a couple of people, people immediately yeah. this is this is what I hate hated about that scene. Was you? Uh-huh. I'd be like, oh yeah, no, I've been getting into being as an ocean lately, and people would be uh-huh. like, have you even heard of Law Dispute? Yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 bro, come on. Or dude, what about pianos become the teeth? Yeah, uh, how about pianos? You listen to pianos, Touche yeah, Amore, okay, you fucking loser. Yeah. And I was like, uh, uh-huh. come on, man. Can I not yeah, just listen like to Tumblr, one? Super Tumblr, you know? Right. And all of those bands that we just mentioned, also good, but none of them have uh-huh. this specific flavor going on. Right, so then you're gonna you're gonna gravitate over here. I kind of always wished I was yeah, more this- into that other stuff. It seemed like a really cool thing to like and it seemed like a fun like uh like a very core fan base kind of thing. But it at the time it was like not my speed. I think if that stuff was coming out now, then I'd be like, oh, this is me. It was such but, a, a weird time, too, because it's like two types of people started bands like that. You were either yeah. in punk bands and hardcore bands and it didn't work out, so you just decided to whine instead. Uh-huh. Or you, you're like ex-metalcore. Yeah, or outgrowing pop punk, I think. Like, cause that was like right at the end of high school for us. Right. Yeah. So like, it was like 2013 to like 15. Probably. Yeah. Like very like next step in the scene kind of thing. Give me one second. I think my dog's got a paper bag. There you go. <laughs> so so dog guy to say. I think he has something in his mouth. I wonder if this is going to get cut out or not. I think that was just that snare roll that Andrew was talking about. pulled up the mat in his crate oh, and then was scratching the plastic that's what i heard anyways oh, okay here let's uh all right we're back in it yeah let's go to the beginning of the hardest part is probably right okay yeah, yeah, yeah. dude <laughs> for an edit okay yep the first time when i found out about when i heard this song for the first time uh-huh. I was driving my grandmother back from Texas. Okay. Okay. Sick. And I remember finding this song like on YouTube while I was like uh-huh. at a hotel one night. Okay. I was going to say that's funny like that you're just putting on this stuff while like while you're <laughs> driving with your grandmother. No, I list- I had like headphones in like most of that drive. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> I know what you're all thinking. You got to talk to your grandmother the whole time you're on the ride. It was four days with uh-huh. ten hour long driving sessions. Yeah, so you know, it's okay to check out every now and then, dude. When he hits the fucking, 
uh, I think it's the lyric is she doesn't love you anymore, but the uh-huh. growl. He hits. Yeah, the, yeah, he yeah. hits the deep shit. That uh-huh. was so. This whole record's like kind of. This record is corny. Let's get that uh-huh. out of the way. Yeah, this sure. record's corny. Yeah. Even back then, he hit that, yeah. and I was like, "That's corny." Uh huh. Yeah, weird type of like. <laughs> it felt very like mature at the time that it came out, and now listening to it, I'm like, "This is like less cool than I remember it being." You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Also, I'm watching uh, the music video for this song right now, and is, um, this is the one where they're kind of like on some hills. It's grassy. Not nah, in a house. It looks. It might as well just be like a a live performance. I'm I'm listening to the album audio, right. so I can't tell if it's performance audio, or if it's music video audio. But they're pointing Home Depot lights at the camera. You know what I mean? Like at the audience. Yep. Like. <laughs> like the on lights, top of the amps, the lights pointing that outward. local bands would get and then start acting different. <laughs> right, right, right. Very good, very good. Uh, they cop an attitude when they get these lights. Um, cop an attitude. Start, a- start asking for fucking money up front. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they got a guarantee. Um, Dude, do you remember guarantees? Bands yeah. would ask for guarantees, dude. I remember we used like, to. I used to book shows at All About a little bit, and then like bands with like yeah, a hundred people following them on Facebook would start asking for guarantees. Bro, you get yeah. jack fucking shit. You you uh-huh. get to play a show, brother, and that's it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hey, if you're touring, here's some gas money. Sure. I don't know. Sell yeah. some shirts, oh, right? Always. If if people were driving in. I'd like, yeah. I'd always like at least buy merch from them or just uh-huh. give them money. Right. Yeah, there were several. I do remember having several dope shirts from touring bands coming through all about that. You'd never hear from uh, ever again. Right. Yeah. And like you couldn't even find them online. Like it just, they basically did not exist. And then I cut them all into tank tops a year or two later. And now I sort of, they were also all just small, 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 small shirts. Um, and then I also cut them into tank tops, so they're just fully unwearable at this point. Um, so um, there were some cool ones, though. I really should have gotten a broadside shirt the night that they came through. Yeah, that's like a big... Uh, it might actually be worth something at this point. I think that's... If I were to guess one of your biggest regrets it's like not engaging more with uh with broadside broadside at that show yeah i did engage with them quite a bit sure 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 but like i wish but you didn't get a shirt i didn't get a shirt i got stickers there's a sticker on my base right i have like no proof i have no Uh proof that that story is legit yeah other than maybe i could like tweet at them and be like hey do you guys remember playing a show to like five people uh-huh. I was there. Right. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, also watching this video, I'm just seeing some more like... It's just so 2012. It's incredibly 2012. Like the clothes, the shirts, the yep. the tats. Anybody in that video wearing like, uh, 
a forwards hat with a hoodie over it. <laughs> no, no, no. They're all it's it's hot in the house. They're all t-shirts. One dude is wearing a sweater with the sleeves rolled up though, like a knit sweater, black knit sweater. Yeah, but any jean jacket? There's any jean vest rather? <laughs> you think? You think? It's mostly t-shirts, but um. This song, the guitar sounds like very kind of out of place to me, this guitar here. Yeah, and then and it goes... loneliness. It literally drops this guitar part and you never hear it again. Uh-huh. Yeah, there's also like another guitar part like that in one of these songs. I forget which one, but maybe it's this one. And it kind of felt like it was just... um, Like... It, it was like they recorded one part that was just this certain guitar tone and like it just felt really kind of out of place and then it cuts out and then there's like kind of no guitar there and then it's like and it felt kind of like a choice like you know like okay yeah this part sounds a little different so it's like where you just play like a clean part or something but it was interesting the way they did it i'm gonna try to listen for it so i can point it out when it happens i also remember you having this record on vinyl if i'm not mistaken but it was like a woman on the front right like laying in bed that's the next record oh okay i have both of them so when did the next record come out in 2014 early 2014 2014 okay for some reason they only have unless let me see this Oh, oh oh okay never mind okay they have a few albums they have because earlier you said two. All right. I wonder what I think of yeah, the next I record. Yeah, I realized I was looking in my I was looking at my music gotcha. library, not their actual Apple Music library. That was a whoopsie on my I part. See. I think because when I was listening to this album, I was like, none of this sounds that familiar to me. I was kind of like, because there's all like that spoken word stuff, and then I was just like, yeah, this is pretty like preachy you know and like it's like you could kind of tell that they were like a little bit of a jesusy band by the dash and the in the god and dear god so jesusy but like <laughs> going back and listening to this they're like especially this band. spoken this spoken part yeah he's like so tired and so alone yeah <laughs> yeah he's like a he's like a uh a, 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 whatever they call it preacher yeah, <laughs> literally preaching. Pre- literally, what is the? No, yes, this is this is like a t- testament or this whatever. This is a sermon say. that he's giving. A sermon, in the middle of that's the song. Absolutely, yeah, he's like a cool youth pastor kind of guy, dude. There's no doubt in my mind. At least two or three of the guys in this band were youth pastors. Absolutely, absolutely. There's and you think no you know, fucking way they weren't? Because this is not a band big enough to where they're like just doing the band thing for the oh, past yeah, yeah. ten years. They have to go back and like have jobs. Yeah, they're home. They're home at least six months out of the year, I'd say. And in that time, they're heavily involved in their church. But they have like um, tattoos, so the kids like really like trust them. Right. Yeah, and maybe they don't really talk about the band stuff, but some of the kids have. Like found the band and love it too, and like wear yeah. the hoodies, maybe. Yeah, 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 totally. Like almost rep it too hard, where they're like, "All right, like chill, like yeah, it's cool, right?" Yeah. 
Yeah, it, like they but, wanted it to be like a if you know you know kind of thing, but then they're being a little bit too annoying about it. Yeah, totally. Yeah, absolutely. Just fanboying out. But now I'm curious. I thought that record you had, even though I knew it was different art, I thought it was just alternate art. Alternate art. Yeah. Yeah. And not but now record. I'm kind of like, yeah. So I wonder if I listened to the other one, if I'd recognize more of it. Probably. But I remember, I remember you buying that one. And then I think I said this on the end of the last episode. Maybe I didn't. Maybe I said it when we were off mic. But um, I once I moved to Hawaii, I was like, oh, I'm going to buy people like records for like birthdays and Christmas and stuff. Because that was like peak. Like, I'm so stoked on buying That's records still kind of thing. such an easy present because it ships super yeah. easy. And you yeah. literally just send it to their house. Uh-huh. Totally. Such yeah, a good like, present idea. It's like, Buying you know, people what, vinyl 20, releases? 20 bucks? Yeah, buying people then, vinyl releases of song, of records they like? Yeah. And then, like, but so I got it at, I bought this album at Hot Topic, um, and I was going to ship it, but then I was, like, looking at, I, like, looked up the pressing or whatever, and I was kind of like, ah, this is, like, it's kind of like the one out of like 2000 on like a second press or whatever. It right. Was just it's like, like the record came out and people liked it. So they had to make like a million of them. Yeah. And then I was kind of like, I don't like this. This isn't like a cool enough one to send. So then I returned it and then I got you like the plot in you and it was like gold and purple or something, I think. And yeah. That's actually a uh, super it was like a seven sick. inch. Yeah. It was a seven inch. Yeah. Dude. This record's so funny. It, in retrospect, it is so Jesus. But I... Super Jesus, yeah. <laughs> but I didn't notice that when I was, like, whatever, like, 18 when I listened to this for the first time. Because I was just like, oh, whatever. Because I feel like also, like, a lot of the stuff we were listening to felt, like, preachy like this. Like, just kind of, like, speaking in very, like, poetic, kind of, like, emo, like, you know what I mean? Just super, very yeah. like emotional and yelly. Regardless of your religious beliefs, when you write music like this, you automatically sound preachy. Yeah. So totally. I was like, it didn't. I don't. I don't think it registered with me as like Christian music per se, because yeah, preachy. Preaching sounds preachy. Period. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so <laughs> I wasn't, you know me, I'm not a lyrics guy, really. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. So then I was like, oh, yeah. whatever. And even like like the Wonder Years, like Soupy is very preachy. So it's kind of like, yeah, okay, yeah. It's like, yeah, you just talk this way for this type of thing. Um, but yeah, very actually Jesus-y. So Jesus, dude. They're like, uh, I, I think that they would, the the churches that they are, you know, part of are probably like the cool, the cool churches with like the rock band kind of thing and the lights, you know. Yeah, dude. Oh, I almost sent you a video of a gospel band last night. Oh, yeah. it was <laughs> dude. It was four dudes playing the tightest gospel music I had ever seen. So sick. Like weaved <laughs> into the sermon a little bit cool 
So the guy was was it good? The guy was preaching, and then they'd hit like organs and piano hits every now and then. No, and they'd be like, <laughs> and I was like, oh my Dope. god, that's sick. And then they just rolled into a song. That's cool. And I was like, there's um, whoa, that's great. That makes me think of uh, you know Todd Glass. A little bit. He uh he has a special that came out. I don't know, a year, a couple years ago. And he has like a little quartet with him. And they'll kind of like, he would kind of just like gesture to them for like a, a hit for like every a once in a while. Or like a, yeah. Or just <laughs> like a quick, a quick hey, music jab. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Bam. One of those kind of things. Dude, it was so um, good. These guys were so tight. It was sick. Dope. That's cool. Where are these? Um, where is being as an ocean from? Are they Canadian? They strike me as Canadian. I think they're Canadian. I was gonna say that too. They must be Canadian, right? Why do they seem so Canadian? They are <laughs> from Alpine, California. Yeah, right. What's that? That's NorCal for sure. Uh, right? Little, little bit of a, little bit of a quick Wikipedia time. W- yeah, Wikipedia part. Wikipedia uh, part. Um, of San Diego County I do not believe that Yeah something about these guys Reads so Canada to me Dude they're like right on the border Of Mexico Really Alpine California looks like it's really close To Mexico Not very Alpine huh No I wouldn't say so I, I guess I can't say for sure Alpine, that's like mountains, right? Or something? Or is that trees? Mm-hmm. It looks like a nice place. Wait, yeah, I don't now know. Alpine yeah, I don't County, know though, looks like it snows. I don't... I am... This is this is mixing me up here. I was fully feeling Canada, too, though. That's interesting you say that. I wonder what what's doing that. There was a few of these bands that were totally Canadian. Yeah. Like, I, it's, like, close enough to counterparts where it's, like, yeah, they gotta be from Canada, dude. <laughs> dude. I've seen you more recently interacting a lot more with the vocalist Twitter. Dude, he's <laughs> yeah, yeah. so funny. I think the most recent thing I commented on was something about, like, a Honda Fit. He was like, "Oh, yeah, shout yeah, out, yeah. dudes who have a Honda Fit. Like, you want a hatchback, but a V. Like, you don't want to get a VW Golf because, like, you're tr- kind of balling on a budget, and like, you want to be able to buy parts." <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> "Just so real. It's just, like cheaper to fix." Yeah, you got to be able to like buy parts when your car's not working. Like, just this is a real dude. So funny. <laughs> oh man. He yeah, tweeted. this dude's voice is just like a very certain way, right? Yeah, okay. So I mentioned that a little earlier before we jumped into this. This uh-huh. the career of being as an ocean is a really good place to see that uh-huh. how a vocalist uh progresses over time. Uh-huh. So screaming vocalists sometimes yep. depends. It depends. A lot sometimes bands start they have a they have a screaming vocalist who 
you know, knows his proper techniques and uh-huh. sounds a little bit like a robot, but you can tell he's not hurting himself. And it, you really don't lose that much from, you know, mm-hmm. it being like sterile or whatever. Right. This dude is doing a lot of like just yelling, it sounds like. Yeah, And fully. then as their career progresses, his distortion like tightens up and he moves to more mm-hmm. of like a a regular fry scream kind of thing, which is right. what you would expect yeah. out of like a metal band. Uh-huh. Yeah, because this stuff is very, yeah, he's just upset. He's just working through some yeah. stuff, you know? And while that's all, all good and well on a record, that's not very repeatable night after night. Uh-huh. You're blowing yeah, you're blowing totally. your voice out doing shit like that. Yeah. For sure. A, a really good example of somebody who was in a band and just knew how to do what he needed to get done is uh-huh. uh Brendan from Counterparts. Okay. Tight distortion sounds exactly the same all the time. Yeah. Sounds a little bit like he's mad, but like he's just he's just nailing it. Uh-huh. You could go back to 2012 and onwards, and he sounds exactly the same. (laughs) Arguably, the whole band does. Arguably, the whole band does. Yeah, they never, they (laughs) literally never change their style. And I can respect it. Uh huh. That's like, uh, I feel like Man Overboard, too, is like that, where I'm like, kind of like, okay, it's kind of just Man Overboard, but it's good. I like that. Man Overboard is quantity over quality, I think. But then they, like, nail it a few times. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel the same way about Blink-182. But I can... People definitely disagree with me on that one. I I feel like Blink-182 is real big quantity over quality, and I think they have a few very good songs. I think that's fine to say, pretty much. Uh, You know, I... It's crazy to me, Blink's career... And we've talked about this before, but they really had kind of a perfect run. Like, you got the early 90s, like, just like, you know, California, you're doing pop punk. You're, like, fast, and you're, like, whiny, and, like, all that stuff. Right. And then, okay, let's clean this up. Let's get a, let's be a pop band in 2000, mm-hmm. or 98, or whatever. Yep. Enema comes out. And then, self-titled dude? Oh, hey, yeah, actually, we did love The Cure when we were younger, and, like, now we're going to be, like, way more emo uh, and, like, kind of like a rock band now. And then, oh, we're broken up now. Sorry. Come back? Sure. Let's do a tour. Let's play that old stuff. And then you start messing around with the new EPs. You start messing around with, with Neighborhoods, the full length in 2011 or what have you. All right. Okay, there's some there's some songs on there. Okay, it's got a couple songs. What are you on doing? It. What are you doing now? Come on, schemas Mark, in there. You know, I was a big Mark guy for the longest time. I was like, right. Mark is my dude. I don't know about Tom. He seems like kind of seems like an ass. He can, seems like he's really cocky about starting the band or whatever. But right, I don't know. But I can see. I can tell that a lot of the songs that I really like that Blink wrote were Tom songs. Yeah. Tom really had his finger on the pulse when it came to the sad stuff. Yeah. 
Totally. So that's that's totally true. How about this? It's really is this uh, it? it's really not as complicated as you're making it out to be. Just two minutes and fifty seconds of drums in one guitar part. <laughs> it's eleven okay. minutes long. Uh, <laughs> it's eleven That's minutes funny. long. That's insane. Does this get? Does this turn into a, a song? I, with I bet like, at some point it does. It's kind of crazy. Okay, so the numbers on these songs I'm seeing on Spotify, the plays are wild. So, uh, I guess it makes sense. The hardest part has the most listens, seven million. Uh, next up is "Loneliness Won't Be the Death of Me," which is the track after that's of three and four. And then pretty much everything else. Title track has three million, and then everything else is like one million. Which now I'm just listing numbers, but it surprises me that this song has just about as many listens as most of the tracks. When it is 11 minutes long. That must be just people listening through the record from top to bottom. Yeah. And then Dude, for some reason, this, this, part, this the, room is it alive. It opens up. Yeah, just more. Just more That guitars. was big. That was that big was with huge. this stuff, dude. All, all wet reverb fucking. See, that's the trick is it's all wet signal. Because I would try to play like this sometimes and for some reason I had a very tough time playing like doing like a tremolo pick kind of thing but whenever I would try I'd have far too much dry signal going yeah so it would just gotta be turn ding, 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 gotta turn that dry signal all the way down yeah for sure um I for some reason though like I was saying earlier I really feel like I saw this band at All About Records like I can just picture several other bands do you remember that one band and it's funny too there was like you know certain lights at the venue those home depot lights and there were some pan lights that maybe we got eventually like red and blue yep uh but then for some reason sometimes we would have like fluorescence on you know uh and then like certain bands would like almost just warrant better lighting and I'm picturing this one band that was like the white Home Depot lights on the floor and the drummer had a green acrylic kit. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. Those drums looked cool, dude. And they... Um, that green acrylic kit was so sick. Yeah. They were... I think it was I an SJC. liking that band, too. Really? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I like the acrylic ones. Um... Yeah, but I'm picturing like that band playing. They probably sounded exactly like this. I almost feel like I think you know there's that band Local Natives. I think it was Aviator. Yeah, I think it was. I, like I think the band that you're talking about something. was Aviator. Native something. Oh, it was Native Wildlife. Never mind. Native Wildlife. There we go. Boom. Yeah. Let's see them. They're on. They're on a uh, whatever it's called, Spotify. Yeah, they are for sure. I think. I think they got signed to No Sleep. I think that was like the thing. Thirty-two monthly listeners. That's cool. I have a slip mat for my record player from No Sleep. Oh, is that the thing that goes over? Too big. That goes on the. Goes on the thing. Yeah, but my my record player is like 
the mat is only like a seven inch size. So oh, I can't and then use it does the, the thing where it's, it's like, like a twelve inch. Yeah, it just hangs it off the yeah. side. Yeah, yeah. So I can't put the twelve inch mat on my my uh, turntable here. But that's okay. Fully did not think Shit. of it when I bought it. I have two for some reason too. They sent me two. Yeah, we are. By the way, we are six full seven full minutes into. It's really not that compli- It's really not as complicated as you're making it out to be. Uh, yeah, we there got like a Gandhi sample song. now or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wonder who this is. I think you're probably nuts on. Yeah, nuts on. <laughs> That's funny. I think you, I think you nailed um, it here. Sounds like it could be Gandhi. Uh-huh. That's hilarious. How preachy of a band is it to have a fucking Gandhi sample, dude? That's, yeah, very. A Gandhi uh, super? sample? Okay, to be fair, <laughs> Under Oath ha- totally has, like, a Roman Catholic dude speaking straight Latin in the middle of one of their records where he's oh, like yeah. Oloscombo and no just way. like doing <laughs> fucking a lat- like a Catholic service yeah like he's doing God stuff right in the middle of the record that's another band that's one of my favorite bands of all time fully yeah. started as a Christian band it's really funny to me how much like because you went to whatever kind of religious school you did and then you really love like under oath or like this like you, you there's a lot of th- things working in your life that make you seem like a big god guy couldn't be farther from the truth <laughs> <laughs> um yeah now it, what else like devil wears prada was like devil wears prada on, is a christian core band too yeah that's so funny i remember like on on demand when you would like when you'd look up like music videos, like that was a category was like gospel, like the gospel metalcore Dude. stuff, and that was a good category. What? Yeah. Um. You know, Danger Wild Man. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That Devil Wears Prada song. Mm-hmm. Trevor Wentworth from Under Oath. It, Under Oath. Uh, Our last night is on that yeah. song. No way. He does like a he does like a he wasn't put as like a feature on the song, but he's right. on the song. Oh really? How'd you find that out? Uh I was just like going through our last night stuff a couple nights ago while I was trying to learn songs. Uh-huh. And then it was like Trevor Wentworth on Danger Wild Man, and I was like, What? No way. I get this, a little get a it's f- little jazz chord breakdown at about nine forty. <laughs> Yeah, and right, like maybe like nine twenty to nine thirty is just the guitar, like it sounds like he's just like testing his tone out or something. Like, oh my, am I in tune here? They for sure had drums the whole time programmed, and they just took the drums out. Yeah, cut it. There's a fly in here, and it's bugging me. Nice. I yeah, I see you swatting at it every now and then. Yeah, it's a little too quick for me. Usually I can kind of like do like a Mr. Miyagi grab it. But with, this dude with is like sticks too. It's going like directly into my eyeline and then up to my ceiling like real quick. Dude, is that recess lighting in your room? Dude, it is. 
I never use it because it's overhead, but it is on a dimmer. And the other day I was messing with it and I was like, this could work. This could be okay in here. Dude, you should go get four like ripoff hue bulbs. I was thinking of doing that. Yeah. And then run just like lilac in your room at all times. Yeah, that'd be cool. Or like and red can... when you're fucking hard. Nice, dude. That's sick. <laughs> With the mirror on the wall. <laughs> yeah, Imagine you see you... my mirror there. You got you see my headboard mirror. Imagine <laughs> if dude <laughs> if you brought a girl there and turned the lights uh-huh. on and they were red and there was a mirror on your wall, you'd Jesus. have a lot of explaining to do. Yeah, this is true. You'd be like, I uh, know what this looks like, but and then she sees my leopard print, you know, speedo kind of thing. Uh-oh. Um, that would be tight. She sees your jammers <laughs> from high school. <laughs> oh, yeah, literal. <laughs> Tiger stripe speedo. That's so funny. Dude, I kept my jammers. I don't know where they are now, but Dude, I made sure I to remember keep them you wearing way longer than I needed to. It. Yeah, they were kind of cool. You guys loved swim team. <laughs> it's funny because like while we were doing it, it felt awful. And then like when we left, it was kind of like, oh, that's like a cool thing we do. That's kind of fun. Yeah, you guys never stopped talking about swim team. You guys loved it. Did it all four years. I, re- I was that's so close incredible. to not doing senior year. Yeah, insane. I, like, yeah, I just kept saying I was going to quit, like, junior year. And I don't know if, like, Tyler convinced me or our cool coach, uh, Steve, who was into cool music, convinced me. He was like, no, 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 no. You already did it three years. You might as well just finish her out. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Finish her out. But, yeah, he was was dope. He, uh, I remember he, um... He said he, like, interviewed A Day to Remember once. Like, he would, like, kind of... He was, like, into, like, scene stuff. And he, like... But, like, the age where all the bands that we were listening to, like, could have been his peers kind of thing, you know? Like, just right. a little older. Dude, how funny would it have been had you, like, really put some time in and then yeah. maybe been, like, an Olympic athlete? Dude, that would have been wild. Or, like, an NCAA athlete. Right. Yeah, I kind of, yeah, did not put in the effort. And it's incredible to think how much I thought that you could kind of just, like, practice during a season and then not swim at all for uh, nine months. Yeah. And then be the same amount of good. Dude, imagine if in your off season you just, like, lifted weights. Yeah. And, like, conditioned and, like, ran. Hey, shoulda, coulda, woulda. Sometimes I wonder what my life would have been like if I wasn't too shy. Mm. And I like, and I like, my freshman year got on the baseball team out of Pontiquit and then transferred and like still played baseball. Dude, I can still not believe that instead of playing, I loved baseball. I love playing baseball. I loved it too. For whatever reason, once we got past Little League to like, Babe Ruth or Pony or whatever they call it. Yep. It was like I kept missing tryouts, just like I didn't know when it happened. And then, yeah. uh, in I remember in high school in Taunton High, 
you would just make the freshman team. Right, and, if you signed up, you were there. Right, exactly. And uh, instead, I played volleyball because right there was you know a girl uh who i who i was very into the girls volleyball team is in the fall boys is in the spring i remember being at a thing one time and she says to me eric you're really good at volleyball you should play that's it that's all i needed oh okay yep okay oh so (laughs) instead okay cool yeah okay (laughs) so six months later i play volleyball instead of baseball when i would have made the team probably could have kept playing baseball after that volleyball sucks dude volleyball is like cool if you're like at a cookout or something competitive volleyball sucks yeah no. no that's also when i learned that it's not cool to do things that your friends aren't doing as like kind of lame as that sounds but like I'm not passionate about volleyball. So to play volleyball with just like a bunch of people who I'm like not close with was like kind of lame. Super lame. Yeah. It was just boring. I also wasn't that good. I could jump well. Dude, how about this room's alive? Yeah. Speaking of SoCal fucking punk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the one that has the least listens on my thing, but I like this one. Yeah, it's the least like the rest of the record. Oh, whoa, that timing change. You're like a little ahead of me, so I haven't gotten there yet, I don't think. At 30 seconds in this room is alive. Oh, wow. That's like a nice little just kind of it falls into like a slower thing. Yeah, it does like a snare roll like it's going to be faster. Yeah. What is this? That's get, get, cool. get that. Yeah, this is very quintessential whatever this genre is. You want to do you want to do one of those things where we guess what kind of gear they used and then I go and see if we're right? Uh, you have to do that because I was watching the music video earlier so I saw. Oh. I think the bass player is playing a P bass. Sounds like a P to me. You know what? I actually didn't see the bass, but now let me do this. I just know one one guitarist was playing a Telecaster. A. Sounds yeah, what super color? Telecaster to me. I don't know. Every time I imagine a Telecaster, I imagine that like Affinity Telecaster that. Uh, uh, oh, you know what? I'm gonna go thin line on this one. It was a thin line. It was a oh, semi hollow big- thin line. I don't really like thin lines, but uh, I think I feel like it was just a regular one. Now I'm just I want it to be um, a, a dual humbucker thin line semi hollow. <laughs> I with the, for some with reason, the strat headstock. Uh huh. Oh yeah. For some reason, I really used to like the strat headstock ones. I did not like the Telecaster headstock for a long time, and like I wanted like the yeah. the bigger pick guard. But now I really just like the the traditional telly you know i'm not a big fan uh, of the okay of the traditional telly headstock it's the telecaster with the big pick guard like i was saying it's got the metal humbucker uh-huh. in the neck with the with the single coil on the bridge right. but it does have the telly head and it's black is it an, does it have an f-hole does it have an f-hole no there's no f-hole. god Sorry. damn it dude 
Yeah. I wanted but... to have the F-hole so fucking bad. It's almost like this is the only dude in the band. Oh, no. I think the guitars are just... The, both guitarists are playing the same guitar. Of course. Yeah. So, that's kind of cool. I wonder... I wonder move it's... that you don't really see that off. Is it, though? I feel like I'm seeing the same tattoo. It's no, like... I think it's... I think it, they're only a four-piece. Okay. I think it's one guitar player. I think he's changing his shirt, though. I think there's, like, a shot with him in a white... Yeah, he is. There's a shot with him with a black shirt and a shot with him with a white shirt. Oh, like, as if they played the song a couple of times to get the coverage? Yeah. Totally. But, like, just changed outfits halfway Weird. through for some reason. Got sweaty, brought a change of shirt. Yeah, like, I guess that makes sense. Okay, the bass player... Man, this shots, these shots are all very tight, so it's tough to tell. It looks like he's playing some sort of, like, dark sunburst something or other. Probably a P. Or is it a jazz? Maple neck. Maple neck? That's, that's got to yeah. be a jazz then, right? I guess so, huh? Do they put those on the P basses? Or... The drummer, like I said earlier, I don't know if you heard, but he's playing a black uh, snare head, which is kind of cool. That is really cool. That's really dark. Those Evans black heads are super like uh-huh that's cool yeah it does look like a jazz a bursty jazz with the maple neck very sick you're gonna yeah. you want them you want a maple neck on a bass sometimes because you really want that stank the spank yeah you really Dude, want like, that did like, you, ding, so, ding, ding, ding. you know in uh in the bronco i sent you that picture yesterday Yo, bronc uh will will in my band Tossed the old, uh, the old, what's it called? Hot, hot rail, rail in there. So, I'm gonna seize, I think. is it an EMG hot rail or is it a Demarzio? <laughs> yeah, Duncan something or other. Seymour Duncan. Oh yeah, Seymour Duncan. It. Yeah. Nice. So he has one on his. He has a Bronco too. Still with a like a little. Uh, yeah, passive. But. So the thing of those it's pickups that came in it, that it's it's just a guitar pickup, right? Exactly. So the the poles are in weird positions. There's like the six poles. Yeah. So the like output on the four strings is weird. So with the rail, it's just even. It's you know. It's, yeah, it's one mag, two magnets across, right? Yeah. Sheesh. So he said it slaps. I haven't gotten to play it yet, but oh, he just sent you a picture of it. Yeah. Dude, I bet it's going to sound sick. Yeah, dude, I'm stoked. I love modifying instruments. Yeah, I think this is my first uh, real modification. Dude, when I got my LTD, my 7-string, and I put the Fishmans uh -huh. in it, yeah, I felt like I really Ooh. did something there. That's cool. That's like when I soldered the input jack on that like uh, Epiphone Strat that I used to have. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, and you were like, I fix guitars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, I fixed guitars. Yeah, I'm a luthier. I am a luthier. Uh, actually, yeah. Uh, I don't like how you're talking to me right now. I am a luthier. Um, <laughs> so th throw some respect on your tone right now, actually, please. Uh, Quite and that did not fix the guitar either. No, it sure didn't. So, um, And it probably would have if you started the wires to the right parts, maybe. I don't know. No, it was just the jack was busted. It was like bent, so I had, and then it was broken. Yeah. Like when you, like the inside, you know how it kind of bends and mm -hmm. then it like touches the, so then it was like off. 
I don't know, but it didn't work after that either. Um, and then there was another time I had a pedal. It was like a tube screamer copy that okay. didn't work. But then I opened it and I saw I saw the wires. I was like, these are the wires that need to be connected. And I did solder those back together, and that also did not fix it. So that was kind of the end of me soldering things. Yeah, I I wasn't ever really good at soldering when it would have helped us. Yeah, I'm very good at soldering now. Is that like your whole job now? Um, no, but I do. So I work on scopes, but I also do a bunch. Uh, I do a bunch of like prep work for yeah. the electronics department. Okay. And that involves just soldering a lot. Gotcha. It's like making little parts so that, that they can put all the little parts onto the big thing. I see. Like an assembly line style thing. Like a yeah. Ford but or whatever. Now I know how to solder like very well. Mm-hmm. And that would have been really useful to us back in the day. I think so. Because like just we'd ha- we'd have broken stuff all the time that could just easily have been soldered back together. Right. Big time. It's kind of wild how much I don't know what I'm gonna give you for an album next week. That is kind just of insane. Like looking at my considering stuff, that we're, and I'm kinda we like, got like maybe three minutes left of this episode. I know it's crazy. <coughs> I'm just like looking through my Spotify and I'm kind of like. I feel like I'm not listening to like anything new right now, really. I feel the it's same different. way. Yeah. And then I'm kind of like, oh, can we like, should we find something together or, oh, I might've found a decent one. I was going to say maybe some rediscovery to an old record. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Let me check. I'm going to check something real quick. I'm going to check something right, right fast. <laughs> well, for closing right, thoughts on this hurry. record it was fun when i was when i was 18 19 it was fun uh-huh i was i was just i was finding my way out of my angry phase um, <laughs> yeah yeah i am substantially a less angry person now than i was when i was in my teens what a um, funny thing yeah you were kind of worked up for a while huh I think we all were. Yeah, I think I was just passively angry all the time. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I don't know why. I I couldn't explain mm-hmm. it if even if I tried. But uh, been really chilling out in my recent years, finding finding my passions, becoming yep. becoming one. And I think this this album marked the beginning of that happening. That's funny. That's nice. So, really interesting record just for that because it's so corny. But I right. But I like. It's like attached to a part of my life where like a lot started changing. Uh huh. Yeah, it feels very. Uh, it's definitely made for that age. I think. Yeah, I think I was I was perfect market audience. Yeah, fully. That's weird. For some reason, when you were saying 18, 19 and like 2012, I was like, that's way older than we would have been around this time. But I think that's kind of right there, right? 2012, I would have been 17. Yeah. So, you know, you give it a couple months, you find the album 2013, whatever, 18, 19. Yeah. But I was was listening to this 
maybe while I was still in high school. Yeah, sounds like it. Sounds like that kind of thing. I did find an album. What are we doing? I thought of this. I thought of this one a couple weeks ago. Uh, it could really go any sort of way for uh, what you think of it because it is a soundtrack. What? Uh, I don't think we've done a soundtrack yet, have we? Dude, I've thought about giving you a soundtrack, but I never did it. Tell you what, you give me a soundtrack this week, I'll give you a soundtrack next week. Dope. I like it. So this one uh, was on heavy rotation in my mom's car in like 7th, 8th grade. Oh, wow. Uh, Okay. Old movie. Yep. Uh, It is Juno. The Juno soundtrack. What the fuck, man? Yeah. (laughs) The Juno soundtrack. The Juno soundtrack. I think this is a fantastic soundtrack. I'm curious to t- to see your take on it. Um, I think I can't that it even has... imagine what the songs are. It's funny because once you listen to it, you're like, "Oh, this is a thousand percent what the Juno soundtrack would be." Right. But um, yeah, I think it really informed a lot of what is like indie now, um, which means people who are doing indie now kind of just copied what was happening like almost 15 years ago but uh yeah totally all right next week the juno soundtrack and then the following week probably the doom eternal soundtrack oh yeah (laughs) dude the doom eternal soundtrack is so sick yeah we gotta we gotta get you the game that's funny you gotta have the game to play it and listen to it while you're playing it because that's, right. that's like really what sells I am, it. I am officially just a, a freelance filmmaker just, you know, Which trying is, to find my way in the world. That's so like super, I have a lot of- super loose terms for like basically unemployed. Yeah. Which is sick. Uh, <laughs> I'll have time to play Doom for sure. So Yeah, I think you should get Doom. I mean, you, you'll have to buy it. But like- Uh-huh. It's a good, it's a real good shoot 'em up. Cool. Shoot 'em up. That's it, what nope. it is. It's like, it's, yeah. it's the most recent, it's like, it's stage based and you just kill things. Single player kill things game. You just go through a level and you shoot 'em up. And then it's just the whole time on an eight string, just fucking. You know what I'm talking about? Simps or yeah, yeah, sick, dude. It's so good. I played Doom Eternal. I loved every second of it. Dope. So it's on the list. All right, but next week we're gonna do the Juno soundtrack. Maybe I'll watch the movie. Who knows? Yeah, good. Maybe I will too. Good movie. Yeah. All right, everybody. This has been the Nobody's Listening to This Music podcast. I've been Andrew. I've been Eric. And we're out of here. Yeah.